Well, it's noon here on Friday, March 10th in Ventnor, New Jersey and West Virginia. And this is news that you can use from Courage with your hosts, well, Ray and Kimberly today. Hi. Kimberly, how are you? Hi, guys. Very, very good. It's cold and sleety, snowy, rainy here in West Virginia. But uh, other than that, I'm doing great. Happy Friday. Happy, happy Friday to everybody. Thanks. Does, for... does that mean that does that mean that crappy weather's uh, uh, going to find it its way towards me? It is, but oh, it's good. better than what Phil's getting right now in Michigan, which is, I think, eight inches of snow. So, oh well, then yes, it's better than that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ray, we got some fun stuff to talk about today, Ray. We we do, and I thought if you wanted to, there was yeah. there was some information that Jack sent to us today, and um, I, I thought you could present it, and we could start to go over it. Absolutely. Uh, just so everybody knows, this is the first time that I've ever presented information, so forgive me if I screw it up. Oh, we don't worry. We're, we are with you here, Kimberly. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, it's well, there. I can see it. Can you see it? All right. Well, <laughs> all right. So I thought this was interesting because, and Zach passed this on to us. True Car came out with this year-end report. There are just a couple of things in here I think we should touch on, Ray. The key findings. Yes. I don't know, Ray. I think number one is going to be a real shocker to you. <laughs> You think? I mean, consumer, hold on. Yeah, consumer budgets are out of sync with the reality of the market. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. But while consumers were still bound to tight budgets, rising APRs created even more of a crunch, especially for buyers who couldn't wait it out. Yes. Surprise. And, Number and, Yeah. And I was going to say it's, you know, we, we've been talking about this for months and months and months that that prices were outstripping people's budgets um, and something's got to give. What did we say yesterday? It was like, what was it, Ray? One out of every 13 people has a, a car payment, a thousand dollars and more. Yes. Yes. A car payment of, of, a, of in excess of a thousand dollars a month. Which Insane. Is, it is in my world, and 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 the and the sad reality is, is I live in a pretty comfortable world, but I could never afford that. <laughs> New car shoppers take a detour to buy used, so they we continue to see a trend of shoppers prospecting on new vehicles, but purchasing used, and we talked about that yesterday too, with the pricing of used. And they 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 they're purchasing used um, because they perceive that to be cheaper or less expensive, at least on a monthly basis. And I believe mm -hmm. somewhere in all the stats here is the fact that loan terms that people are signing up for are actually longer on pre-owned cars than they are on new cars. And that and that to me is frightening. Yeah, it is, it should, isn't it? It, it should be the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I, I I foresee some really great titles, clickbaity titles in the future. I see Crash, Flames, oh, yes. Apocalypse. Yes. You know, those kinds of, that's what I'm seeing. It, um, well, just, I mean, if you think about it, you know, you, you already have a car that's two or three years old. Right. 
and and you're going to finance it for a longer period of time than that brand new one. I I mean, there there are extra costs that are going to be associated with that used car, um, especially as you get closer to the end of that seventy-two or eighty-four month term. Yeah, and those could be major repairs that you probably have not really budgeted for. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, number three, nearly everyone is an omnichannel shopper. For 95% of shoppers, the car buying journey starts on a screen. And I would love to hear from our chat. Did it start from a screen for you? Helping you better understand your budget compared to what's available before you even set foot in a store. Or did you not look at a screen ahead of time and just go right for the door to the store? I'm curious. I want to know. And, and I would be curious about that. And, and I've got to believe that not as many people, uh, when they do that, uh, really figure out their budget as well as perhaps they should. Because I, I, my experience, having done it as long as I did, is, you know, people would come in and primarily, I think it's about 85% of all car buyers are payment buyers they're they're, yeah. they're only concerned with what the monthly outlay is mm-hmm. and they don't take i shouldn't say they they what i'll say is many of those customers did not take the time to figure out what that monthly budget equates to and how much you can finance so if somebody came in um and they had a monthly budget of 500 dollars a month and and they're looking at a fifty thousand dollar car. Well, it's painfully obvious that they didn't they didn't figure out prior to coming in what mm-hmm. that five hundred dollars a month would actually equate to in the amount of car that they could effectively afford to purchase. Exactly, which brings us to. Well, not really. EV interest is charging up. 60% of shoppers say that they're likely to buy an EV next. And it's not just the tech elite plugging in. As buyers are diversifying, the market is to 7.4% of all vehicle sales are now attributed to EVs. What do you say, Ray? Well, when I see that statistic that's 60%, okay, that's... 60% of the well-heeled customers. That is not 60% of the average car buying customers because the average transaction price on an EV is over $60,000. And that that is, is beyond the reach of the average customer. I mean, isn't it though? I couldn't consider it. And, and I, and I, as I said at the beginning, I, I, I have a pretty comfortable life, but not comfortable enough to be able to spend 60 some thousand dollars on an EV or any vehicle for that matter. Um, so that if, if 60% of shoppers are saying that they would consider an EV next, well, those are 60% of the well-heeled clientele that's out there. That's not 60% mm-hmm. of the, average customer out there right um yeah it it really isn't i Um, guess we should i was going to say we should acknowledge yes yes thank you thank you yes as a retired healthcare provider please allow me to suggest that zach should see a doctor 
regarding his eye if Zach has not. I helped my son and daughter-in-law when they purchased a new vehicle. Well, I will say this. Um, thank you for that. Yeah. Zach still had ointment left over from when he had the same situation on his right eye as he now has on his left eye. Um, and late yesterday afternoon, it seemed to start clearing up. Um, there was quite a bit of discharge that came out of his eyelid. Um, but we should all know that Zach is actually home taking care of Laura today because, well, Laura has a minor back issue and she, she was in a great deal of discomfort and, and Zach is doting on her today. Caretaker, caretaker he, Zach. I caretaker love that. Galore, yes. I love that so much. He'll probably hate yeah. me for mentioning that. Uh. <laughs> well, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Um, it is. He, he got it. Yeah. You raised him right. I, I tried. Um, let me go. Okay. Let's take one last look at this. Are you ready? Yes. Because this, yes. this kind of cracks me up. Expectation versus reality. I love charts. I'm a chart girl. Yes. One in five shoppers want to spend $10,000 on their next vehicle. One in five. I would like to spend $10,000 on my next vehicle. Sure. Meanwhile, only one in 20 vehicles <laughs> is listed at that price point. One yeah. in 20. And you can see down here what the customer, the consumer's expectations versus the actual listing price point. This is pretty powerful. Look at that, Ray. And, and you know, I... If we want $10,000 cars again, you know, I, I'd like it to be to the year 2000 uh, <laughs> because <laughs> because that, that's when there might have been some. But there's very, very few in today's world, um, you know, and it's unfortunate. And I would suspect um, that it will continue for quite some time where it's going to become more and more difficult to find those vehicles that are $10,000 and less that are in a relatively decent shape. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, let me see if we have anything in here in the chat to share. Um, Zach's been dunking it out again. See a doctor. Oh, Zach. We just hope Zach and Laura both get better. Yes. Both of them. Absolutely. Sure. Yes. Um, well, let me sh I'll share one more thing with you if, you, if you're ready. I, I'm ready. All right. Let's go down to take a look at this because... This is something we've been talking about on this channel. Average loan terms continue to keep payments down in the face of high APRs. This I find very interesting, Ray, because as the listing price goes up, you can see here. Yes. As the listing price goes up, so is your APR. But look at this. Loan term months. So... This was true at 2020 at the end of 2022. We're now seeing a new shift down payment totals are trending up yes. as loan terms are coming back down. Slightly. This means I would say slightly. This yes. means consumers are still keeping their monthly payments down but are paying closer attention to the over this is the most important thing. Consumers are paying more attention to the overall cost of the car. While I don't really agree with part of that, I do agree with that last part. What do you think? 
Well, I, I just, I think it's fool's gold um, for customers, for consumers to think that extending the term um, the, for paying back the car loan um, is, is the best way to go. And, and the reason I say that, especially on pre-owned cars, is, you know, if you're buying a pre-owned car that's two, three years old, already has 30,000, 40,000 miles on it, during that 72-month note or 84-month note, you're going to encounter repairs and maintenance a lot sooner than you would if you purchased a new car. So even though you have artificially lowered your payment, your monthly payment that you've budgeted, you've, you've unexpectedly increased your impending costs moving forward because you are going to experience more repairs and repairs of a greater expense as you get deeper into that car loan. So rather than, at least in my mind, yeah, rather than customers, consumers extending the length of loans, we need to figure out a way to reduce the costs of the vehicles um, so that people don't find themselves four years from now stuck with this car that has a massive repair that's needed that they don't have the money for. Right. Um, and, and I just, you know, I, and I, and I think, you know, I keep to, to continually extend the terms is, is just a fool's gold. It's, 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 it's a means to an end today and it's an end to the, to the ability in the future. Um, and and that's the part that scares me that people don't realize that. Um, I am a, just so you know, Zach and I didn't have the opportunity to to uh, to film a video yesterday. So I did a solo video. I think oh. I don't know when it's coming out. I, I don't. I, I I'm guessing tomorrow. I don't know. And and I'm going to film another one today. And and the one today is going to be you know let, let's have. Let's have a, a, a talk about reality. Let, let's really force ourselves to understand what we're getting ourselves into when yes. we continue to extend the length of the time that we're paying back a car loan. Um, and so that we have a, a better understanding of what we're setting ourselves up for. And, 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 and we see that in those statistics. And it's sad to me. It is sad. And here's something else, too. I've talked to several people this week that are buying vehicles for their kids to go to college. And, Ray, they're extending their terms 84 months to put their kid that's in college in a vehicle. Now, that's, I mean, it's the only way people can afford it. We're all payment buyers. I, yes. get, I get that. But at this point, at this very moment in time, you got a kid in college. Maybe you've got two or three kids in college. You're making your mortgage payment. I know we talk about this all the time, but now you're going to extend 84 months just so you can get your kid through college and make some car payments on their car for them. It's yeah. Something's got to give. Um, something's got to give. 
at some point something does have to give um and and hopefully people will will realize the predicament that they're actually placing themselves in yeah hopefully well let's thank various crazy people thank, thank you, you. Yeah. thank you various crazy people i love that name various yeah. crazy people yes i fit the i fit that name <laughs> <laughs> I've been shopping for a new Bronco, but the 10K over MSRP are keeping my dollars in my pockets. I want some of the drugs these dealerships are smoking. Or is that 10K over MSRP too? <laughs> uh, well, wow. uh, it, it, it is. Thank you for that. It is a sad reminder that, that um, when vehicle manufacturers artificially keep production lower than it could be or has been in the past that the consumer ultimately pays a premium because it falls into the category of supply and demand and if you're artificially controlling supply mm -hmm. while you know that there's still demand you're allowing dealerships to place a premium on vehicles that really wouldn't normally get a premium, wouldn't mm -hmm. be entitled to a premium. And when dealerships do that, it just exacerbates an already bad situation. And at a certain point, those customers who acquiesce and pay those extra uh, additional dealer markup ultimately say to themselves, I'm never doing business with that dealer again. And, and most dealers are so short, short sighted. They don't care, but they should, because yes. when you invest the, the type of money it takes to build dealerships today, to have a dealership, um, you want to sell as many people, as many cars as you can, as opposed to just trying to figure out how to sell everybody just one car, because nobody would ever buy a second car from you. Yeah. Can I can I throw one, another question from chat up here, Ray? Sure, your absolutely, take on it? absolutely. From Cat Protector, I like that Cat Protector. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that bothers me is that those of us paying cash don't get those nice factory incentives. Those who finance them seem to get them. Do you find that to be true, Ray? Well, <laughs> um, you know, typically factory incentives are it's it's typically an either or thing but in today's world it doesn't seem to be as much of the either or it I used agree. to be it used to be you could either avail yourself of the subvented financing rates the zero percent the 0.9 the 1.9 whatever it was mm -hmm. or or you could choose to use the cash rebate okay the customer rebate incentive Yep. Most of the manufacturers today, from what I have seen, are tending to put their incentive dollars into just subvented interest rates, artificially holding down the interest on the loan and not making it an either or. So it's it's you either take the the cheaper financing or you don't get any benefit. Right. Um, so. If you're a cash buyer, I, you know, yeah, you're you're a little bit screwed because there is no factory to customer cash incentive. There is no rebate in many, many cases. It's unfortunate. Maybe as we get deeper into 2023, we'll see the manufacturers bring back the either or. You can do one or the other. But at the moment, it seems most of the incentive spend is on reducing interest rates because 
reduced interest rates make it easier for people to afford the payment. But in many of those instances, the cheaper interest rates are only for 36 or 48 months. So even at a cheap interest rate, the people couldn't afford the payment on such a, a, a shorter term. Exactly. Yeah. Well said, Ray. And, and I would add simply to that, that it used to be, if you were a cash buyer, you know, maybe 0.9 wasn't so bad and you weren't sucking all your cash out of your savings yes. account to plunk it down on wheels. You, you were taking advantage of that 1.9, but the sub vents are not 0% or 1.9 for the terms that they used to be for. 60, yes. 72 months. Yeah, no, the, the, most of them are for either 36 or, or 48 months. I've seen the occasional 60 month, but most of them are, are, are based on a shorter time frame than they have been in the past. Yeah. Um, I thought there was something that, that you shared with me that uh, I thought was interesting. So it's my turn to share the screen. If okay. I may. Um, and here's what I wanted to talk about that you shared with me. Um, Mercedes-Benz yeah. is changing some things up. Online shopping prompts Mercedes to redesign its showrooms. Mercedes boutique retail concept opens in an upscale Atlanta area mixed use development. So in other words, having read this, Mercedes is opening up I guess I guess the best way to describe it is experience centers. Okay, they're mm -hmm. not actual dealerships per se. They're experience centers. They're storefronts, smaller storefronts with a much smaller footprint, utilizing product specialists, not salespeople, and utilizing a lot of digital tools and uh, and and screens um, to present the Mercedes product. Um, because they they want yeah they they want to try and create more of an experience than just a a retail purchase. What do you think of something like that? I really like this, and it reminds me of I thought about this a long long time ago. We all see malls that are dying, dead malls everywhere. Mm -hmm. Why not take make a little product showroom? Go in, take a because people, especially women, we want to feel our clothing and see what the material is like sure. and that kind of thing, and then order it. Um, obviously this is a little different than that, but here's my question about this. I really like this idea. It's not a new idea. No. Tesla is very similar as well, but why do they only have two models? What if I want to go see a, a, a GLB 250 or their new electric vehicle? They only have two models in, in this showroom. Uh, well, if, if you want to see more of the product line at that point, you have to go to their traditional dealership. But if you just want to be able to get some information and a little bit of the Mercedes experience, um, you can do it this way. It, it, you know, is, is it a tool that, that many people are going to find themselves using? I, I, I saw in there that, that the dealership that's doing this, um, they, they get about 80 leads a month from having this experience location mm -hmm. and, and out of those 80 leads, they sell three to five of them. So it's not like it's a, it, it's a huge percentage. It's not like it's a huge win. Um, but it's just, I, I think an attempt at Mercedes to soften 
the retail experience and and make it a tad bit more pleasant if they can for their customers um yeah so. it's a lead gen i'm mm -hmm. sure it's an expensive lead gen absolutely um because you're feeding into i can only imagine that and let let us know if you've ever been to one of these or i think it's in atlanta but i can imagine walking into it and having a wonderful smell piped through the events mm -hmm. and and just that sensory perception overload when you walk into one of these uh, Mercedes stores. They don't do paperwork. They don't do any of any, that. No. They are simply there to share with you an experience. Um, and then they send you down the street. Exactly. They send down the road there a couple of miles to get your new Mercedes. But I, I kind of like it. What do you I, I, no, I think it. I think there's some value to it, and I think it makes sense. Um, I'm I, I'm going to cut the show here today because, believe it or not, Kimberly, I have another show to do in 20 minutes, and ah! I forgot to charge the battery on my camera last night, so I don't want to okay. run out of battery. So don't run um, out of battery. I want to thank you. I want to thank everybody that was watching today. We'll be back here on on the Ray and Zach channel Monday at noon Eastern, nine Pacific with more news that you can use. Thanks so much, Kimberly. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.